I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can subscribe to these at iTunes or any place you actually get podcasts. Just look for Heidi Harris Show. I also post them at HeidiHarris.com. And you can catch my live radio show five days a week, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ. And if you're not in Vegas, you can listen live at a link on HeidiHarris.com. There have been multiple examples of really bad journalism in the last you know couple of years especially certainly for a lot longer than that but especially the last couple of years there was that one particular exchange between jim acosta of cnn and donald trump and this was so telling because basically he asked donald trump a question he said well you've said the people on the border are criminals this and that and the other and what he should have done is once donald trump answered the question thank you mr president but instead when donald trump said well yes i did say that and i'm paraphrasing here but the important thing is, once Donald Trump answered the question, Jim Acosta felt that he needed to say, well, no, it's not, it's not true. Well, no, 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 that's not how journalism works. You ask somebody a question, and that's it. You don't characterize what they said as false or true or anything else. You're supposed to be a reporter, not a commentator, right? Okay. So that was one of the best and most egregious examples I've seen in a long time of really bad journalism. Here's another great example. This is from the Washington Post, a woman by the name of Margaret Sullivan. The headline is, wall-to-wall impeachment coverage is not changing any minds. Here's how journalists can reach the undecided. Huh? What? I thought you were supposed to just report the news and let people make their own minds up. I know. I know. It's a deep point, right? doesn't happen that often. But uh, I'm just going to skip to the important thing. She talks about Nate Silver's 538 blog and some of the headlines and this and that and how it says... Uh, there's a headline, plenty of people are persuadable on impeachment, this and that and the other. I don't even care about any of that, okay? But this is the important thing. <laughs> she asks how to uh, address this important group of people who are undecided. She said, rather than provide a catering service for the echo chambers, how might journalism address this important group? What? Just report the facts, sweetheart. Just report the facts, sweetheart. But here's the most important line in the entire column, once again by Margaret Sullivan in the Washington Post. And if you hear any crunching in the background, it's because I have a puppy in the house. He's about 18 months old, and he was restless, so I put him in my office with a Chewy, and he's crunching it loudly, so sorry about that. Real pro here. Anyway, Margaret Sullivan, the best line of all, once again in the Washington Post, trying to figure out how journalists should address the undecided. <laughs> She said, maybe, just maybe, it's the job of American journalism in this moment to get serious about trying to reach these citizens. I'm not kidding. And she says a little earlier in the column, these are the facts. There's truth. We do live in a country that abides by laws and a constitution, and nobody ought to be above them. She said, despite the hardened position, some members of the public are still uncertain. Some are persuadable, and yes, it matters. No, 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 sweetheart. It's your job as a journalist to present the facts. And that's what's happened. And I know it's nothing new. I mean, listen, General Sherman was fighting with the press back in the Civil War. This is nothing new as long as the press has existed. There have been people who've lied. There have been people who've twisted the truth. There have been people who thought they were more important than the public, smarter than the public. And we get that. We understand that. I remember being pretty young and standing in my dad's kitchen. And I wasn't even in talk radio at the time, but I was pretty young. And Dan Rather came on with some promo for the night. And he said, you know, we'll put it in perspective for you. And I remember looking at the TV. I said, what? You're going to put it in perspective for me? I don't need you to put it in perspective for me. Now, as a talk show host, I give you my perspective, my perspective. 
I don't put it in perspective for you. I don't need you to go, oh, look, I can't wait till Heidi tells me what to think about that. That's not the way it works in talk radio. Maybe some hosts think that. I don't believe that. I think radio hosts uh, are supposed to put out information and let you make up your own mind. But I give you my spin on what happened. I don't mess with the facts. Obviously, I don't fudge the facts, but I give you my interpretation. I give you my snarky comments on it. I say what most people won't say about headlines, about situations. We had a situation in Las Vegas recently where there was a love triangle, and I'm saying what most people won't say. Why was a guy sleeping with a girl he knew less than a month who had just left a very violent relationship with another woman? I don't know. (laughs) And ultimately, it got him killed. See, I'll say it, and nobody else will. The public probably looks at the newspaper and says, oh my gosh, I can't believe these people are all a bunch of losers. Right. I'll say it on the air. Not about being judgmental, it's just about that's how it is. This is a crazy group of people. Kids were in the house and everything, and mom's, you know, humping some new guy, and (laughs) then her old girlfriend shows up, and it goes downhill from there. See, these are the things that I will say that a lot of people are thinking, but really don't want to utter. That's part of the job. Now, that's not fudging the facts. That's just giving you what I consider to be the principle. And that's what the press should do. Now, I'm not a member of, I mean, I guess I'm technically a member of the media. I don't consider myself to be a reporter. But these people who are reporters are supposed to just report the news. Here's what happened. Trump said this. uh, Lindsey Graham said that. Adam Schiff said that. That's what they're supposed to do every single day. Just report what happened. Don't give anybody your interpretation of it. And once again, Margaret Sullivan in the Washington Post believes it's the job of American journalism in this moment, she says, to get serious about trying to reach these citizens. Reach them for what? Reach them to convince them that Donald Trump's done something egregious. They've already heard the information, most of them, and some of them you'll never reach because they don't really care. A lot of people don't care. But there are a whole lot of people who do care. They pay attention more so than the press would like to believe, and they're not convinced. Many of them watched the hearings or certainly watched parts of the hearings, and they say, huh, what? Or they're upset about the fact that Congress is wasting so much time on a guy when they could just come up with a better candidate. We remember that the Democrats have three candidates over 70 as the top people. They're the front runners, three. And then one guy who's never run a city. I mean, think about it. Las Vegas, Clark County, which includes Henderson, North Las Vegas. Clark County has two million people in it. Clark County, where I live, two million people. Pete Buttigieg runs a city of 100,000 people. That's it. And he wants to be the next president? (laughs) Okay, sure. That's all they've got. Three people over 70, three white people at that. And then some guy who's only run a small city. All right, great. That's why they want to impeach Donald Trump. Everybody knows that. But the press is beside themselves because they understand these candidates are weak, yet they want to try to spin the facts. Now, you can try to, I guess, try to affect public opinion, but that's really not supposed to be your job. And I know that for the last few decades, there's been a lot of research done at journalism school, and they ask young journalists, you know, what you really want to do, and they say, I want to change the world. Well, that's how I feel. That's why I got into talk radio. I didn't get into talk radio because I thought I wanted to be famous or known or anything else. I got into talk radio because I wanted to try to make some changes. I wanted to affect change. I wanted to be able to talk about things that mattered in my community. That's the reason I got into it, but I don't call myself a journalist. I don't claim to be reporting the quote-unquote news, the facts, and then put a spin on it. That's not what I do. But for these people to say, no, it's not enough that we report what happened today. This one said that, that one said that, da, 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 da. they've got articles of impeachment, you know, and then instead of reporting what happened today, they're upset that they can't, quote unquote, reach the undecideds because they think the undecided should fall their way. Well, once again, the left is frantic because they can't reach the undecideds. 
The left was after the undecided. The people who are on the far right love Trump. They don't care what he does. They think he's just their messiah. The people on the left think he's Satan. And of course, the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? We know that. But the folks on in the media who are haters of Trump cannot figure out why they can't convince the American public that Trump is Satan. He's abused power. He's done this. He's done that. Oh, my gosh. Never mind the fact that Obama got away with anything because he was Obama. I mean, Obama's the one who stood there and said, I've got a pen and a phone. I'm not afraid to use it. If they don't do what I want, basically, I'll go around them. He actually said that. He's the one who told Medvedev of Russia, well, after I get elected, I'll have more flexibility. He said that on an open mic. I mean, this is the kind of stuff Donald Trump never said. Donald Trump never said anything like this, nothing like this. And yet the press just loved anything Obama said. And they go after everything Trump does. And everybody knows that. And I'm not telling you anything new. But I just think this Washington Post column was such an egregious example of the way these people think. Now, I don't subscribe to the Washington Post. I came across this column and I thought it was worth discussing. Uh, but generally, this is one of the reasons I don't subscribe to the Washington Post, or a lot of people call it the compost, because there's nothing there. Now, I do read both sides every day. I think you should avail yourself of what people think on both sides of the aisle, just so you know how they think. But it's just stunning that the press really, they believe they're smarter than we are, and they believe they're supposed to tell us how to think. And I remember years ago, I interviewed somebody from the newspaper, and he was saying, well, you tell people what to think. And I said, no, 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 my friend. I don't tell people what to think. I've never told people what to think. I give you my spin on things. I give you my perception of things, the principle, this and that and the other. And I expect you to challenge me. I expect you to double check me. I expect you to think about what I say. I hope you do, but I certainly don't tell you what to think. But coming from a newspaper guy, it was a pretty interesting perspective because it showed you how he was projecting and thinking that I tell people what to think when the fact of the matter is the press thinks they do. Now, remember a couple years back when Mika Brzezinski was caught on the microphone saying, well, you know, we're supposed to tell people what to think. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. That's their attitude. So just thought I'd share the most egregious example I've seen this week about press coverage. <laughs> Luckily, the American public, for the most part, are they're much smarter, they're absolutely much smarter people than a lot of the people in the press. They'd like to think they know everything just because they have some degree from somewhere, but the fact of the matter is, give me common sense any day. That's why if I were on trial, I'd want a jury of people who are actually not journalists, actually normal people, common sense human beings. They are out there. There aren't as many as there should be, but they certainly are. Oh, boy, oh boy. It's frustrating at times, but you know what? That's why we have so many sources of information, right? Because the press can't spoon feed us what they'd like us to believe anymore, and that's very powerful. I feel empowered. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget you can catch my live radio show five days a week, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ. You can subscribe to these podcasts for free at iTunes. And if you forget any of that, go to HeidiHarris.com where there's a link to listen live. You can also pick up my books, Cocktail Waitress Wisdom or Don't Pat Me on the Head, that are available at HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. Scottwell.